Magic and Mythos. A deep dive into the history of magic with, with two, two modern mages. Hey everyone. Hey. We're back. <laughs> Again. You see, that makes me think about Backstreet Boys. Every time. Every I know. Every time, I know. It is the Backstreet Boys indicator phrase. <laughs> Guess who's back? Back again. Every time. Yeah. I feel like it's been a while. It's only been two weeks, but... I know. It feels like years. We've had a lot happen in the last two weeks. We have. Uh, for both of us, and then also our country, and perhaps the world. <laughs> no comment. Yeah. Have you guys... I mean, you. I know you've been busy with classes and yeah. learning and doing all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And that's over now, right? Yeah. I mean, still working full time. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, my classes are over. The learning is not over. Yeah, but the never cla- is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the classes are over. We actually try around this time of year, every year, we do an, a trip abroad, right? Right. And so my work can be pretty crazy at two times of the year. One is during the summer when we mm-hmm. have open enrollment. And then another time is at the end of the year. And so, you know, it's the perfect time to unwind and go travel abroad. But obviously this year, that's not going to be the case. Right. <laughs> I know. No, no abroad traveling, which is super sad. But you know what? It's just... It's enabling us to take advantage of what's around us because I, t- I think we sometimes we're like, oh, we'll get to it. We live here, right? Yeah. Oh, you mean like the Pacific Northwest? Yes, the yeah. Pacific Northwest. So we are we are taking two weeks off and we're just going to travel all over Oregon, Washington, Montana and Idaho. Oh, cool. Totally staying away from people, but just doing more like outdoors. All those big landmarks. Yes. Uh, And I'm super excited. I just, the Pacific Northwest is just, I never get bored of it. It's just so stunning. There's no place like it. And And there's a million different types of landscapes, like going out to Eastern Oregon where it's just desert. It's wild. Yeah. So we're definitely, yeah, it, it is. There's so many different landscapes and we're hoping to hit a lot. We're hoping to hit some hot springs and nice. some lakes and yeah. yeah. And try to just uh, see, you know, out on the open road. And I love that. Yeah. yeah. Chris and I last week did a little similar kind of mini version where we went first to Silver Falls State Park to uh, hike a little bit around the waterfalls because I think we might get married there. In I the love next sil- year or two. Silver Falls is amazing. It's beautiful. I mean, it's 10 waterfalls in a 10 mile loop. It's just beautiful. So we did some of that. And then we checked out their wedding venues, which are gorgeous. And how did you like them? Give I us the deeds. I mean, they're beautiful. Yeah, they're, it's one of them is an older barn. One is a newer build. I didn't even but know that they had venues there. Yeah, and they're great. They have a big fireplace right in the center of the building in both spaces and then bunk beds around the top floor. It's really cute. So you can kind of have your friends who want to crash right after the reception can just go upstairs and fall asleep. <laughs> that's that's going to be necessary. Yeah, sure. no early to bed people there. But And then there's cabins and everything that you can stay in and camp if you want to. And it's just awesome. I'm excited. That's so. That, so what's the... Well, actually, before I ask you this question, I have to say that our producer, Eva, here is very adamant that it's a requirement of, of the recording of this show that she sit on one of our laps. So yeah. she's not happy that she's not on one of our laps right yeah. now. And unfortunately, the producer doesn't always get what she wants. So. <laughs> exactly. Um, but she is looking dapper the, today. She is, even though she's giving us the stink eye. 
She's so cute. Oh, so I, so what I was going to Yeah, sorry. She's very distracting. So what I was going to say is how likely is it that you might choose Silver Falls? As- I think that's where in my heart I would like to get married because it's just always been my number one spot in Oregon and we want to get married out here even though our families are from the east coast from the south really one is from Florida don't worry about it and (laughs) we yeah I think I want to do that because it has so many options for lodging and it's just very quintessentially Pacific Northwest fantastic and I can just picture the beautiful photos in front of waterfalls and things like that yeah I don't think you'll have any problem getting beautiful photos oh, there. Be so pretty I can't wait so we did that and then we went to Bend or we went through Bend and saw the Painted Hills which are about an hour hour and a half east of that and the Painted Hills are just straight up magical like I don't understand I understand yes I know but it's kind of like I think I've talked about this before we're sure I can understand it but the there is still some magic there like airplanes or other giant physic things that I don't understand but the Painted Hills are just Right in the middle of nowhere, you kind of turn a corner and they're there and it's just stunning. Yeah, I've been there. I Amazing. So yeah, if, you, just, if you get a chance, definitely go. Yeah. So like that's a perfect example of things you can go and do without having to be near people. I mean, we saw one ranger at <laughs> Silver Falls and otherwise. I'm sure he was wearing a mask. It was cold. So yeah. he was like, what are you guys doing out here? <laughs> <laughs> Crazy people. Yeah. So we were all, you know, sweatered up and wearing winter coats and hiking around. So that was great. Yeah. Nice. Because it's been hard to be in quarantine and and just stuck. And I just, speaking of stuck, got my COVID vaccine yesterday. Oh, yeah. Round you, one. I know. I, I'm, I'm jealous, oh. actually. So I am A, super fatigued and tired today. And B, my arm feels like someone knuckle punched me as hard as they could. Wow. Which is not bad. It just feels like. It just hurts. Yeah. But it's like the good kind of hurt where you're where I feel excited about the fact that yeah. I have another one of these coming in a month and then I'll be Is it a month? Set. It's four weeks? It's twenty eight days from oh. your first one. Yeah. Okay. And you're you're doing the Moderna one. Moderna, right? yeah. Yeah. So nice. we'll see. Anyway. Yeah. So I'm a little bit, you know, a little bit sleepy. A little bit I'm gonna tired. go home and go back to sleep after this, but oh. <laughs> but I'm glad it's the weekend. I highly recommend Oh my god. A three day well, ooh, it's not I heard that not for you, but for me it's a three day weekend. Really? Chris yeah. too. Yeah, we don't get oh Monday off. That that sucks. It's rude. It's just rude. <laughs> Tell your husband. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, but I, I'm really excited to talk about what we're talking about today. Yeah. Because it does make me recall that we are Toward, coming towards the light again. Yes. Which I'm so excited about. I, I'm really, this is the harder time to live in the Pacific Northwest because it just rains and rains and rains for months. And we are getting some beautiful sunny days. Yes, which is, I've been really shocked and super happy and surprised that we've been getting some gorgeous days. I'm I'm so, like, a little, a little insight. I'm getting light therapy done. Oh, cool. Yeah, so it's been for another situation, but it's kind of been like two birds, one stone, because I get seasonal affective disorder, and yeah. I get all depressed and sad, and so I'm like, with all the vitamin D I'm getting, I'm oh, like, yeah. I've gotten, this is the first time... Forget not in winter, but the first time in Portland, I've been this this nicely dark. I'm, yeah. I'm like, I'm getting dark. I'm feeling good. I'm not sad and depressed. I haven't seen the sun. And right. so it's it's just quite nice that this winter has been a little bit easier for me. Yeah. But man, it's like once you hit February, it's and hard. It's You're still like, raining. <laughs> you know, no, it's funny because it's that's it's that's when it hits for me. I'm like, OK, I need the sun. I right. need to feel the sun. Then it's cool to know that we can head out to eastern Oregon, past the mountains where it's just desert and the sun is almost always shining. Yeah. And there's usually some snow too. So it's all really, 
It's weird. It's a weird place to live, but I love it. Yeah. I'm hoping to see some snow. We didn't, I, unfortunately, we didn't get no, we didn't get any snow this year around. Yeah. I was super disappointed, but I'm hoping we might, to see some We're supposed to snow. get some next week, so. Uh, they say that, but we'll who see. knows? Yeah. I'm hoping to see some snow, though, in either Montana or Idaho. I'm sure you will. Yeah. yeah. That'll be nice. Yeah. I love snow. Dang. Cool. All right. So. Yeah. Let's dive in. Yeah. So our show today is about a Sabbath. It's about in bulk. Mm. Yeah, and so Imbolc is the Sabbath that marks the halfway point between the winter solstice and the spring equinox. And it is celebrated from February 1st to sundown February 2nd. It's also known as the lambing season or the quickening of the year. The original wor- word Imbolc, I'm just like, I like tongue it's twister. Just tongue twi- I love it. So <laughs> it's interesting because the quickening... I just recently heard that word in yeah. a way that I understood is when mothers feel their babies move inside for yes. the first time. It's called the quickening. Yeah. Isn't that weird? It's so strange. I'd never heard that until I read it in a book. Recently. I want to say it was a couple years back and I was like, I would have never associated that word with yeah. that. Yeah. I'm sure I'd heard it before. I just didn't understand what it meant. But yeah, but the quickening of the year is interesting because it's starting. You're starting to feel life come back. Exactly. The original word in bulg means in the belly, and it most likely refers to the pregnancy of use. So the seasonal festival is the promise of renewal, hidden potential of earth awakening, and life force stirring. In bulk celebrations took form as a festival in honor of the goddess Brij, or you might know her as Brigid. She was considered one of the most powerful Celtic goddesses. She is the daughter of Dagda, who is the oldest god in the Celtic pantheon, Tuadadenen. We will definitely be going deeper into that pantheon on a later episode. I can't Just in wait. case anyone was like, oh, I want to hear more. I know. We I want to know more about the Celtic lore and their Ugh. gods and goddesses and deities. Ugh. Yeah, Me too. Can't Don't wait. You worry. Me too. So, Brige is associated with the spring season, fertility, healing, poetry, and smith crafting. She was worshipped by the Phila, a class of poets and historians of that era. Myths about Brige's birth say she was born with a flame on her head and drank the milk of a mystical cow from the spirit world. Similar to Morrigan, another Celtic triple goddess who is often described as a trio of individuals, she had two sisters also named Brige, though it is believed that these three sisters are meant to symbolize different aspects of the same goddess. Taken together, they were called the three mothers, three sisters, or simply the goddess Brige. Unlike in Greek mythology, where the triple goddess represented the three chronological stages of woman's life, mother, maiden, and crone, like Hecate. Right, which I'm the most familiar with, I feel like. Yeah, Yeah. or Diana. Yeah. The Brige were all of the same generation, and the distinctions between them were based on their domains of responsibility. So her three aspects include fire of the hearth as patroness of healing and fertility, fire of inspiration as patroness of poetry, and fire of the forge as patroness of smithcraft. In pre-Christian times and bulks, observance began the night of February 1st. Celebrants prepared for a visit from Brige into their homes by crafting an effigy of the goddess from bundles of oats and rushes. The effigy was placed in a dress and put in a basket overnight. The day of Imbolc was celebrated by burning lamps and lighting bonfires in tribute to Brige. Just like most pagan traditions, holiday symbologies, gods and goddesses, as we know, that were assimilated into Christianity to be more palatable, Imbolc mm-hmm. and Brige are no exception. And so you see this a lot. You see if you if you know anything about pagan or Wiccan or older traditions pre-Christianity, you'll see this a lot. They they do get assimilated. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah, we've seen that in Halloween and Christmas and all these things. Yeah, exactly. And so, like I mentioned, in Balkan Breezer, no exception. So what happened is that when Ireland converted into Christianity, it was very hard to convince people to get rid of their old gods. So the church allowed them to worship the goddess Brige as a saint. Thus the creation of St. Brigid's Day. Wild. Yeah. And in bulk was converted to the Christian tradition of Candlemas. I think if you know anything about Christianity, I'm sure you've probably heard of Candlemas. And it's... I will say I have never heard of Candlemas You haven't? No. And I'm sure I did at some point, but I can't... I have no memory of of us celebrating that or seeing that word much before I was an adult. It's more of a European tradition than it is an American one. Yeah. absolutely. Catholic, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. It's... You know, that's a good question. We're going to have to Google food this. I'm not sure what umbrella of Christianity it falls under. But, but like, it, well, I know it's big in Judaism because it's the uh-huh. Kalamus is the feast of the purification of the Virgin. And basically what it is, is that the Virgin Mary, in obedience to the Jewish faith, she went to the temple and it, basically to be purified for 40 days after the birth of her son, Jesus. And so it was it was a to get purified because in the Jewish faith, you must be purified for 40 days after giving birth to your son. That's so interesting. There's so much overlapping because in my understanding, well, I guess, and I could totally be wrong on this. I think in Judaism, they believe that Mary had a baby, but they just don't believe that Jesus was the Messiah that they were waiting for. Yes. Yeah. So it's interesting that there would be anything to celebrate about the Virgin Mary. It makes me think it's Catholic. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I so, don't know. I want to look more into Canada. Yeah, so Maybe that's we'll add the, that to a yeah, Christian yeah. episode. I would like to add that because I'm curious as well. I'm not sure specific. But yeah, the Jewish faith piece of it is definitely the purification part. Yeah, about purifying 40 days after yeah. your son was born. Weird. So when the Virgin Mary went, it was actually kind of twofold, right? She goes to the temple not only for 40 days to purify herself, but also then to announce Jesus as her first son, her firstborn. Dang. Yeah. So there you have it. That is the history of in bulk and the goddess Brige. And now Katie will give us some great ideas on how to celebrate this Sabbath. And look, I've got a lot of them. <laughs> this is buckle in, y'all, because it is time to get into it. So we're in the middle of winter. We're heading towards spring. And what that says to me is that the days are getting longer. The light's coming back in. And yes, it is still raining in Portland. As I said, <laughs> you can tell I'm getting a little sassy with it because I need the sunshine. She's she's ready. She's done. Oh, man. Okay, it was sunny this morning, and I did sit on my porch and read a book with my fiancé. And that was Even though it was like 30 degrees, it you're was, like out I had there, a winter you're like, coat a must-have sun. It was my Kindle. I could have my gloves on. It was great. But the sun was nice. So... This Imbolc is one of the four big fire festivals throughout the year. And I'm guessing not that fire festival. Not that fire festival. That's right, girl. So if you want to learn more about that, there's a couple documentaries. You can <laughs> the fire festival. Um, so of course, candles are a huge part of the landscape of the rituals for Imbolc. And then here are in many ways, several ways you can celebrate this turn of the How wheel. How many ways, my dad? A lot. <laughs> I couldn't stop taking notes because it was just packed full of information of things to do. I think people like this one. <laughs> 
<laughs> so Imbolc tends to be pretty inseparable from the fire goddess Brige from Celtic lore, as Amber talked us through. So you can start off your Imbolc rituals by lighting and blessing candles. So whether you can be taking wax from unused candles and melting them to create new ones, you can use what you have, you can buy more, whatever. We're just talking about candles, y'all. So you light them all, light them all in your home, turn out all the lights, blow all the candles out except for one, which is going to be referred to as Breed's flame or Breeze's flame after after her fire, which never goes out. So you use that one candle to relight all the candles you'd like to be using at that time. And the candles that are not relit will be blessed by the candlelight of her flame anyway. So it's cool. And you say whatever blessings you want to offer to the candles to keep the light burning for you in your home all year long. And an option for a blessing might be Mighty Breeze, Keeper of the Flame, Blazing in the darkness of winter. O goddess, we honor you, bringer of light, healer, exalted one. Bless us now, hearth mother, that we may be as fruitful as the soil itself and our lives abundant and fertile. That's one option. Do say whatever you want, you know? You know how we how we do out here. Uh, so as we all start to wake up out of our hibernations, another really fun and cathartic thing to do is to keen and holler. Now, this is an ancient practice that accompanies the waking of the earth. Stomp your bare feet directly on the ground, yell out loud, bang on pots and pans. That just sounds like me throwing a tantrum. No, I know. I'm it's, kidding. But it's no, the it tantrum like of that, the earth. No, I'm sorry. That's David. That's okay. Throwing that's a tantrum. I love it. And then I, you know, just make as much sound, just give those emotions space, especially, you know, I, I find I have a lot of pent up winter emotions, which you're hearing some of right now. And it's just time to release them and give space. And and make as much noise as you can to wake up the earth. And I was this ma- is making me think. A few years ago, I was in a play, a Greek tragedy, and at the end, when the tragedy occurred, part of the play was for us to all be keening, and we were behind this big screen and just just pouring our hearts out and making these wailing sounds. And it's very cathartic. It's so cathartic, and I wake up probably once a month, if not more, thinking about how cathartic that felt to feel the sound and the vibration both coming out of myself and the people around me. And what a powerful, powerful sound and and feeling that is to hear and to witness and be a part of. So I'm like constantly trying to think of how I can get back to that without having someone call the cops on me. (laughs) Uh, I would definitely be calling the cops on you. (laughs) If I heard somebody in their backyard just banging pots and pans and keening, I'd be like, there's a murder. Or yeah, there's a not murder. The cop. Back there? I wouldn't call the cops. I would see if maybe there was a mental health facility That's that would true. like to Smart, uh, yes. step in a little bit of counseling. I don't know. So another way to celebrate renewal during the season is to make offers to the earth, sea, and sky. So if you're in a place where the sea's out of reach, you can just put things in water on your altar or put them in a chalice, whatever. So you can try to make these offerings at sunset on the eve of Imbolc for the most potent present giving moments. And milk and milk products are traditional as well as grain, bread, beer, and whiskey. Breesh also loves poetry. So get your pens out, all you little poets She loves them, that poetry. Roses are red. Okay. <laughs> Violets are blue. If, you f- if you're feeling crafty, like me, because I'm stuck inside all day, it's the perfect time to make Breesh's cross or similar holy object. And if you've got sturdy grasses like rushes you mentioned growing in your yard, that's perfect. I'm going to post a link to instructions on how to do this and images in our episode description so you can try it if you want to, rather than me try to explain what they look like. 
their crosses are, are great and used to protect from fire and lightning. And as a new homeowner, I'm super pumped about being protected from those things. So I'm definitely going to be making one. On top of, of course, the home insurance. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Well, that's also great. Um, and the other thing is that I, you know, I've talked about growing up Episcopalian and mentioned it earlier. And this reminds me so much of making palm leaf crosses on Easter Sunday. And it's interesting to me how things overlap. I mean, I know you talk about Candlemas and lighting candles for Virgin Mary instead of Briege, and it's all interesting. Anyway, another sweet thing you can do is, is to offer time, money, or services to animal welfare organizations. Since the beginning of spring is often when the first lambs are born, and it's like when a lot of kittens come around to be adopted, it's really still cold out, so a lot of animals, like milk-drinking mammals, are yeah. vulnerable to the season, which makes me remember, didn't you and David at some point work on like a pig farm or volunteer? Yeah, we did. We went out. Oh, God, I, I don't remember where it was. I want to say it was it was off the 26. So I know that we headed quite a bit off the 26. And yeah, we went to a farm and we fed them and cl- cleaned their like stalls, the or- stalls and stuff. Yep. Cool. Yeah, so that's really nice to be able to offer to farms, humane societies, animal fostering and adoption services and see if they need anything. Might not work out for COVID, but it's often outdoors, so yeah, it could work. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it might be able to. They might, and they definitely probably still need help. And the way it's set up, I think you could not, you're not near anyone. Yeah. You're just near They're all like, the... here's a broom yeah. and a mop. Yeah. Yeah. A bucket and a mop? No, no <laughs> way. Okay. And then speaking of pigs, you know, pagans be feasting, right? No, that was a bad segue, but... I know. Whatever. I tried. I do love to be You got to get that bucket and that mop. You better stop. I know. I'm sorry. I couldn't help it. (laughs) One of my favorites. Oh, Lord. So as much as I hate... Oh, I was talking about feasts. No. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Roll it back. Roll it back. Okay. So uh, here's what I do. When I'm thinking about in bulk and I'm cooking and I'm making a little feast for in bulk, I don't know that I do it intentionally necessarily or as intentionally as I could with blessings and rituals and all kinds of stuff. But I do find myself trying to make more sunny meals like yellow oranges yeah, and get some spiciness going, like things that make me think of the sun around this time of year. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. The heat and the sun to kind of call it back in. And I've been doing that lately and it's been kind of fun to recognize that that is in my subconscious anyway. But you can, you know, cook things over a fire, like use this opportunity to make some real good s'mores and then, yeah, keep it fresh, keep it citrusy, do what you got to do. Get that summer, the summer vibes in there. So you can also, you like really go balls to the wall and do a big spring cleaning of your house. Cause like- I am in dire need of that. Oh, me too. And I hate it, but I know how much I love it when it's done. Yeah. So- I just got to remind myself of that because it's a really good way to have a renewal of your home. And like once you're renewal done, of that you feel energy. great. Yeah, you yeah. really do. You re- it, Open it, the it, windows, clear it out. Yes. Oof. Okay. I will do it. I will. Do I it. Know. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. So one of the last things I want to talk about, not the last, don't worry, there's <laughs> plenty kidding. more, is in bulk altars. So we talk about altars all the time and I... Recognize that often we don't talk about maybe the different aspects of it. So some things you can use for in bulk are your altar cloth can be uh, white for snow, red for the rising sun, or green for new life and spring. So those kind of the three biggest colors for in bulk. You got to have candles, whether you light them or not, since this is one of the big fire celebrations. And you can put anything you want for Breeze. Her her sacred animal is a sheep or a little lamb a lamb baby and you can put flowers that celebrate new growth like bulbs or herbs anything that brings you peace and keeps your eyes on spring this is also a good place to put your breezes cross or brijogas the corn husk dolls or any other talisman 
that you want. It's also, this time of year is great for divination. And it's really good for weather divination. I've been doing a lot of tarot cards lately. Cool. And it just made me think of like, oh, let me Google this. So I Googled in bulk Groundhog Day and it, all these articles came up about little punks and Tawny Phil getting out there divinating and shit <laughs> as like a great indicator of whether it's going to be spring or winter and what is that but a little bit of gopher magic <laughs> so, <laughs> gopher magic I love it um so finally I also want to talk about another piece that's really fun, which is this being the time of year to leave out a mantle or a small piece of cloth. And this can be a cloth that you use as a scarf or some people sew it into clothing, etc. Leave it on your altar. Brige will bless it during in bulk. Celtic lore says that she'll touch the mantle if it's left outside, perhaps hanging out of a window or a doorway, and the mantle will absorb her blessing and bring healing and vitality to its owner. And it's also used as a divination tool, which I didn't know. And this is cool. If the piece of cloth is lengthened overnight, it's a good indication that crops will be large, plentiful, and you'll have good luck all year long. Did not know that. So let's do that. Let's have a really great, awesome year, especially after this past year. (laughs) You mean the uh, dumpster fire? Yeah, the dumpster fire this year. So let's put a little water on it. I I will have to say I got a a Christmas card. Mm -hmm. I got multiple Christmas cards, like with the pictures and stuff and it was really cute one of the christmas cards came with a little sticker of a dumpster fire and it's a 2020 it was yeah it was i did get i got a grinch one with and there's some ornament about toilet paper in 2020 i got lots yeah i need to be better i every year i'm like i need to do a christmas card and every year it i do not do a christmas card (laughs) i love it i get them done and like before thanksgiving i'm ready next year next year year. yeah so on that note let's Take last year, let it roll off our back like water off a duck's back. And I want to give as an offering this episode the practice of taking an in-bulk style milk bath. Ugh, just that saying sounds, it. Like, I know. That sounds that so relaxed. yummy. It sounds so oh. good. So this recipe and ritual for a milk bath comes from one of my very favorite Pacific Northwest creators on the planet. Her name is Miss Wondersmith. If you love everything fantastical, if you're into amazing secret wood, wooded meals together, mystical, mystical, just like gorgeous stuff, check out her offerings. Her website is thewondersmith.com. She will show you recipes. She makes like crystals that look like rocks and cakes that look like crystals. She recently, I was so surprised. She... For her dad, like, made these truffles that looked like true rocks. Actual, and like then the pebbles. cement, her cement smoothie. Oh, cement smoothie. smoothie. Oh, yeah. So she, cool. She's just fantastic. So she used to do these amazing feasts in the middle of the woods where she would hide invitations in small bookstores in a small town and then, like, invite people to join her for a meal, which sounds so wild. Like, would you actually go? Yes, I would. I would totally go. 100%. Uh, and then I would want to do that if I lived in The pictures are stunning. And I can't wait until we somehow get invited to do more of those and we can come. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, and that's all the beside the point because, okay, her milk bath is so dreamy. Okay, so I'm going to just share words from her website. You can find more information there. But Oh, so good. Okay. I make I made a few of my own notes, but it's mostly her. <laughs> let's, okay. Let's do so it. the ingredients are one cup baking soda with 40 drops of sweet orange oil, one cup Epsom salt with four drops sweet birch oil, one cup of coconut milk powder or any other milk powders. I know I, I usually use oat because it's particularly good and moisturizing for the skin and great for sensitive skin. Uh, one cup sea salt with 25 drops of balsam fir needles. So you got sweet orange, sweet birch, and balsam fir. Mm. That just you sounds can, so yummy. I know. It's, it's like so wintry and springy. Ooh, mm. I love it. 
You can also tie on some mugwort. Uh, you can add that to the bath. You can burn it as incense or tuck it under your pillow after the, your bath for your little post bath nap, mm. which is maybe I've been all the about better part of a I, bath. <laughs> I have been I, right. I have been all about baths. I've been me taking too. baths like every three days. <laughs> yeah, me too. It's so strange. And Chris got me a bunch of bath bombs for Christmas, oh, and nice. I've just been dunking those bad boys. <laughs> God, I love it. I actually had a dream last night that I fell asleep in a bathtub. <laughs> But in a good way, like like lay there all night, but there was some kind of cool electrical way that the bath stayed warm all night. So I just slept in it, which I don't think would be healthy at all, but it was great. Hey, it's a dream. You can do whatever you want. So this is all wonderful. So you can add maca or maca root. Maca? Maca. Maca. Why did I say like that? I don't know. It's okay. (laughs) Anyway, which is a root vegetable. I was like, what's maca? Maca root. (laughs) And I've never said that before. Okay. It does. Um, You're oh, tired. I know, man. It wakes up your metabolism. It assists your mental clarity. It's great. There's also a ton of other in-bulk related herbs, which you can look up. And we mentioned several of them in last week's episode about mm-hmm. botanical magic. So really what you want to do is just mix the essential oil into the material that's listed and then get that evenly mixed. You spoon the mixture into a jar one by one layering as you go. And you don't really have to do that. You could just put it all in the bath, whatever you want to do, you know, but if you're giving it as a gift, you can layer it, make it beautiful. Okay. So the ritual itself, before you take a bath, you set the mood by lighting candles, love candles. Always want to set the mood for a bath. I know. Sometimes I get in the bath with the lights on and it's the most biggest bummer of all time. No, 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 no. Ugh, got my little Kindle. Okay. So you put on gentle music if you want to. You can run the bath with comfortable warm water. And then you add the contents of a full jar of your milk bath and let it dissolve. You can just smell those captivating scents. Mm. The water le- releases them. And it smells like winter and spring all at the same time. Yummy. And then you step into that creamy warm water, which normally I would think sounds gross, but it's so good. It actually sounds so pretty. Good. I don't know. I like <laughs> that. Just, wait, I was going to say I like creamy. And then I was like, that just sounds weird. It does. So you but know what? Like, just don't pay attention to let's that. Let's move on. Just, uh, let's move past that. So you just allow yourself to melt into the bath. You can lay back and melt, melt into the it. creaminess. Melt into the creaminess of the bath. <laughs> and you just sit there and breathe. Breathe slowly. You know, make it comfortable and relaxing. Notice how your body lifts in the water with a deep inhale and sink slightly as you exhale. In, float, out, sink, and repeat. Breathe slowly and evenly and notice how your heart too settles into a comfortable new rhythm. Let your mind clear, your focus drift. Focus on the sensations of your body, the warmth touching your limbs and core. Close your eyes and become present. Picture any areas of your body and mind that feel dark or cloudy. Focus on them one at a time and picture the water gently carrying them away, replacing them with a bright white healing light. Notice how much lighter and softer you start to feel as that healing white light enters you. Open your eyes and gently stare at the flame of one of the candles. Let your attention become lost in it, entranced. Don't focus on any other thoughts. Just let them come and pass like clouds in the sky. When you feel both focused and deeply relaxed, you can close your eyes for a few moments, then get out of the bath and dry off with the soft towel. Throughout the process, treat yourself with the love and patience that you would treat a small child with. Let yourself feel young and vulnerable. Let yourself be nourished by your own care. Spend the rest of the evening doing something peaceful and enjoyable, like watching an unfavorable movie or diving into a good book. You may also feel like journaling about your experience. You might also just want to go right to sleep, which is what your girl do- does almost after every bath. Oh, yeah. That, oh, well, I my bath ritual is take the bath. I read in the bath and then I just continue Same reading for me. afterwards. And then I keep, yeah, get into soft jammies. Yes. And our green jammies that we share. Yes. And we don't share them. We don't we share the, the jammies. <laughs> Let's matching, clarify this. Excuse me. Our matching yes. jammies. Our matching um, jammies. 
Yeah, and I, I'll get back. I'll snuggle up in bed. Those jammies are just like silk. Oh, they're just your, devastating. Yeah. It's they're hard so to get good. out of them. They're like my weekend jammies, so I can yeah. leave them on. The fancy jammies. Fancy jammies. <laughs> I got Chris on because he was so jealous of my, my sick jams. Uh, and he's so cute. He looks like a little boy because they're just matching like plaid pajamas oh. that he's always wearing. Oh, it's so cute. Anyway, you so can't go. I'm sorry. I just have to say you cannot go wrong with a good pair of jammies. They they are so underestimated, oh but they're God. so good. <laughs> I know. I swear. Chris at first was like, why do you need matching pajamas? And You're I was like, like excuse me, because I'm an adult person <laughs> and I want comfort. Yes. And if it's the only thing I can have, <laughs> let me have it. I love it. Anyway, yeah. So that is a milk bath. I can't wait till I like get pregnant, have a milk bath photo shoot. That's my dream. Yes. Because it's so feminine and it's so like so relaxing. And I say feminine, but I, I do think it's it's the kind of feminine for everyone. You know, where we say it's not just for women, it's feminine. And everybody can do that. Yes, I love exactly. It. So I highly, highly recommend it to every and all gender. Uh, and so don't forget, please reach out to us. We want you to email us and reach out. And you can find us on our Insta at Magic and Mythos, our Facebook Magic and Mythos podcast, our Twitter account at underscore Magic and Mythos. Our email is magicandmythospodcast at gmail.com. And our website is magicandmythospodcast.com. And you can find us anywhere where you can hear and listen to podcasts. And so, spread the word. And spread the word, please. And, and if, leave us reviews. And if you love what you're hearing, please leave us a review. Yeah. If you hate it, then maybe keep it to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Just stop listening. No, I'm kidding. We love you. And we hope you love us yeah. as much as we love you. With that, as above, so below. So just a reminder, loves, this is the last episode of our first season. We're going to be taking a short break, but we'll be back for our next episode, the first episode of the second season on Monday, March 8th. Make sure you tune in and until then, blessed be.